Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk for Season 2, Episode 36. Very eventful week for Hawkeye Sports. 17 Iowa Hawkeye football commitments signed on the dotted line on Wednesday. The Hawkeyes played a big basketball game in Sioux Falls, and that's what I'm going to touch on today. First, recruiting news. I'm going to hit on defensive players today, the ones who signed on Wednesday, and then Fran McCaffrey's Hawkeye basketball team trying to stop a three-game losing skid on a neutral court in South Dakota. Wednesday, December 15th, was the early signing day, and it was quite a day for the Hawkeyes. 17 signees, 9 on defense, some really good surprises, likely somewhat at least swayed by five-star safety Xavier Wampa, who chose the Hawkeyes earlier in the week, kind of got that momentum really going. He's made some some good friends with some players. They've been on trips to Iowa City. And I don't know if he swayed anybody or not. We'll never know that probably, but it didn't hurt at all. And uh, it could have only helped. I mean, he's a heck of a player. Uh, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. But overall, the Hawkeyes had one five-star recruit. It was Wampa from Southeast Polk in Iowa, the, the highest-ranked. I think he's the first five-star ever from the state of Iowa. Uh, he was the number one player in the state. Four four-star signees for the Hawkeyes, 10 three-stars, and then two two-star recruits that signed on the dotted line on Wednesday. And even those two-star guys, I think, were pretty pretty solid players. So the Hawkeyes have that knack of finding these diamonds in the rough and then turning them into NFL players or really solid contributors. So Hawkeyes did a great job. Uh, as far as the coaching staff, and really turning it on late. The Hawkeyes didn't have many commits until the last several weeks, even five surprises on signing day that, that were pleasant surprises. Well, positionally, the Hawkeyes had one quarterback, two running backs, a wide receiver, two tight ends, two offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, two linebackers, four defensive backs and credit to Phil Parker for the success he's had running that Iowa defense, developing defensive backs, five of the last 10 defensive back of the year award winners in the Big Ten Conference from Parker's secondary, most recently Riley Moss this year. He was a two-star gray shirt recruit, turned into an all-Big Ten first-team selection defensive back of the year. So, you know, these kids are seeing what Phil Parker does coaching these kids, putting them into the NFL, and what a haul he got in this class. It wasn't a huge in-state class, but the ones they got were good ones. There were four players from Iowa who signed, three from Wisconsin, two from Illinois, and Michigan, and then one each from California, Indiana, Oklahoma, Ohio, Kansas, and Florida, so pretty spread out. For a Hawkeye recruiting class, they really dialed into some guys. Um, you know, they were able to just kind of pick and choose on some guys that they really wanted, and they got some guys from states they don't typically spend a whole lot of time recruiting. As signing day started, the Hawkeyes had 12 guys committed, and moving that up to 17 was just huge. The class moved from ranked in the low 40s to ranked right around 25th by both rivals and 24-7 sports, elevated to the sixth overall recruiting class in the Big Ten at this time, and 
Now, this is bound to be one of the top recruiting classes of the Kirk Ferentz era. 2005 was the best. Uh, you know, on paper, you know, when they signed it, they were 11th overall. That class was ranked 11th overall. And uh, you know, in addition to those 17 scholarship signees, there were nine walk-on commitments. And some of those walk-ons had full scholarship offers that elected to walk on to play for the Hawkeyes. Most notably, kicker Drew Stevens from North Augusta, South Carolina. And many think that he's going to come right in and have a shot at a four-year run as the Hawkeyes kicker. Let's get into a little more detail. And first off, talk about that defensive backfield. Xavier Wampa, the five-star safety from Southeast Polk. What a great player. What a great get for the Hawkeyes. He had it narrowed down to Iowa, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Picked the Hawkeyes. Local kid from Des Moines. And he's an Adidas All-American. Player of the Year in Iowa. He led his team to a state championship. He is a winner. He makes big-time plays. The team needs big plays. And look him to see the field early in his career. I think he's going to be at minimum special teams guy next year. I think he's going to get some snaps in the backfield, in the, in the secondary as well. Well, the Hawkeyes also landed T.J. Hall Jr., a 6-2 defensive back wide receiver from Fresno, California, likely to be a corner at Iowa. He's committed, he was committed to Washington at one time. He had offers from Arizona, Colorado, Michigan. He was an all-state everything. One of the pleasant surprises on that signing day. Had no idea, you know, that he was going to pick the Hawkeyes. He was one of the guys that was in consideration, but you didn't know. And you wonder if he was maybe helped along by Xavier Wampa's commitment. And, obviously, he wanted to play for Phil Parker with the success that Phil Parker has had. Those ball hawks and uh, all the players he's sending to the NFL. Staying in the secondary, Kane Entringer. He's a 6'2", defensive back, likely a safety. Also success as a receiver in high school. He's a hard hitter, 88 tackles as a senior. He is going to fit in great with Parker's ball hawks. He's another captain, played on a winning team. You know, just the trend you see with these recruits, they're leaders and they're winners. And and these kids are pretty big. You're looking at guys that are ranging from 6'1", 6'2", in that defensive backfield. And, boy, they got some good ones. The fourth defensive back in this class. I mean, what a secondary this could be in the next few years. Lando Trader from Jackson, Mississippi. Phil Parker has had so much success getting guys out of Michigan. A lot of them have been under the radar and, you know, turned into complete just stars. NFL players like Desmond King. But Orlando's another big guy. He's a cornerback, 6'1", 185 pounds. He's listed as a three-star. He was committed to Central Michigan. Ended up getting offers from Iowa, Nebraska, Vanderbilt. Other teams were sniffing around. Three-year team captain. Skilled guy who played cornerback and wide receiver. Had all kinds of awards his senior year. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that current secondary for the Hawkeyes after this bowl game. You know, Hankins is going to be gone. Moss accepted an invitation to the Senior Bowl. He could back out of that and still come back for another year. Seems doesn't seem likely, but kind of depends on that knee. You know, does he need to get that repaired, get some more snaps at the collegiate level? for the NFL teams to have a lot of interest in him, or does he think he's going to go where he wants to go in the NFL draft? Dane Belton's another one. 
you know, I'm sure he's looking into his options right now. He had a heck of a year. He's not the biggest guy. Uh, I'm sure what he's weighing right now is how much will it increase his stock if he comes back for another year. Jack Kerner, he, he you know, he was he was a senior. You know, he's I think has another year of eligibility with a COVID year, but I don't think he's going to come back for year six. He's probably going to test the NFL waters. And then Kayvon Merriweather will be back. Terry Roberts, Kamari Harris, guys like Sebastian Castro, Quinn Schulte, who got some snaps this year. So depending on what Moss and Belton do, there could be room for some snaps this year. But regardless, Xavier's going to be out there playing. He's going to be on special teams. He's going to get some snaps in the secondary, maybe maybe later in the game, but I think he's going to get some play out there. And uh, getting him ready to take over the starting role the next year. The Hawkeyes picked up a couple of linebacker commitments in Jaden Montgomery and Landon and Keckerts. And Montgomery's dad, Jerry, played for the Hawkeyes on the defensive line. He was a big guy, around 300 pounds. Jaden is not such a big guy. Uh, he's battled some injuries. He's right around six feet tall, 225 pounds. He missed most of his senior season due to injury. Very productive as a junior and sophomore. He plays basketball, runs track. He's a two-year captain. Good leadership, a guy you want on the team. You wonder, will he play linebacker? Could they move him to fullback? No idea, just seeing that height. Kind of wondered, you know, not too many linebackers these days that aren't 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". You know, the Hawkeyes had Larry Station years ago, had a lot of success at linebacker, so who knows? But that's going to be interesting to watch. And then Landon, he played both ways. 17 touchdowns rushing as a senior, 14 receiving. Unbelievable. He had 65 tackles, 11.5 tackles for loss. He is an explosive offensive player and a hard hitter on defense. And he was the Class 3A Player of the Year in Iowa. Northwest Iowa kid from where near where LeVar Woods hails from. Three-sport athlete, played basketball. He's on a track team. 6'2", not real big right now, just right around 200 pounds. So interesting to see if he puts on the weight to play linebacker, or if he could be a candidate to play the cash position in a couple of years. I can see both these guys potentially helping out on special teams next season or redshirting, you know, either way. Uh, but I like how now you know, players can, can go out there their freshman year and play four games and not lose that eligibility. So get those guys out there, get them a little bit battle-tested. But with Campbell, Benson, Justin Jacobs, all back next year likely, those linebacker positions are pretty much locked up. Jay Higgins, another guy who's, who's gotten some time at linebacker who's going to be back next year. On the defensive line, let's start with Aaron Graves. He has been committed to the Hawkeyes for a few years now. 6'5", 275 pounds from Southeast Valley. Gatorade Player of the Year. Many other awards. I mean, just award after award after award. Complete stud. Four-year letterman on offense and defensive line. Plays basketball. And a couple of years ago, he decided to just dip his toe into wrestling, too. So he does. He plays basketball and he wrestles, and I didn't even know that could be done. But he's also a great track guy. And Kelvin Bell said that his film is the best film he has seen since he has been 
the defensive line coach at Iowa. So this kid must be something else. And there's also the story about Iowa State visiting his school before he was committed to Iowa. And he asked his coach, why are those guys here? He said, I'm going to play for Iowa. He was really annoyed that there were Iowa, Iowa State coaches at his school coming to talk to him. He wanted no part of that. He knew he was going to be a Hawkeye before he was even offered. The other D lineman in this class, Caden Crawford, 6'4", 250 pounds from Lansing, Kansas. First team, All-State in Class 4A, Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Unbelievable. This kid, at 6'4", 250, plays quarterback and linebacker in high school. He's a weight room junkie. He's very talented. He's physical. He's got a big frame. He just loves pumping iron, and he wants to break records in that Iowa weight room. He's going to be another good one down the road. The final defensive commitment in this class was defensive end Brian Allen Jr., 6'4", 250 pounds. Kid from Illinois, team captain, but he missed most of his season, his senior season due to injury. He had all kinds of offers. He had West Virginia, Purdue, Illinois, Oregon, Iowa State. Previously committed to Illinois, and Kelvin Bell was able to get him to commit to the Hawkeyes. And you look at how many Hawkeye defensive linemen have made it to the NFL over the last several years, and why wouldn't you want to be a Hawkeye if you're a defensive lineman? Well, from what I've heard of Graves, I can see him contributing his freshman year that defensive rotation. He already has the size. He looks ready for the part. There are so many guys back on that defensive line, though. And Valkenberg is gone after he used his bonus COVID year. And there were tons of young guys. You know, Herkett played a little bit. Deontay Craig, Logan Lee, Lucas Van Ness, John Wagner, Y.A. Black, Noah Shannon. And they're all back next year. Uh, should be really solid in the trenches with all this valuable experience that those guys got this past season, you know, and they're continuing to grow, probably put on 15, 20 pounds, at least some of those guys coming into this next season. But the Hawkeyes like to rotate eight guys. They like to have a good two deep on that defensive line and get fresh guys in there. So I can really see Graves getting some time next year. Well, that's the defensive signees, and the Hawkeyes picked up some walk-ons that will likely contribute because that's what the Hawkeyes do. You know, they get these guys that, that nobody else wants, and these guys come in hungry, and they got some good ones. Uh, and guys are just under the radar, but they've made a lot of guys really NFL-ready or else productive, at least, at that collegiate level. Usually a couple of good stories every year. But it's a top 25 class right around that area. Opportunity to still sign a few more guys. Uh, the Hawkeyes only signed 17 guys, and when they're, they're doing their rankings, they take the top 20 guys in each team's class. So uh, the Hawkeyes signed a couple of more big guys. Uh, you know, as far as rankings, they could even move up higher in that top 25. And then maybe the Hawkeyes will hit the transfer portal, fill some of those holes. So next time, I'm going to review the Iowa signees uh, on offense and then the Hawkeye basketball game against Southeast Louisiana. But next up, let's talk about that great game at the Sanford Pentagon, the Hawkeyes breaking that three-game losing streak, getting the win 
over the Utah State Aggies. On a neutral court on Saturday night, the Hawkeyes lit up Utah State, the Aggies, 94-75, and this is a good team, Utah State. The Aggies were 7-3, and three, just like the Hawkeyes, coming into the game after some big wins, including wins over Notre Dame and Oklahoma. And you know two, their losses, two of them were against Colorado State, who's undefeated, and then BYU, who's 10-2 and two and ranked. So this Utah State team can really shoot the basketball. You knew it was going to be a challenge for the Hawkeyes, and they stepped up. Well, Utah State was getting way too many easy layups, open threes in the first half, but the Hawkeyes were getting some easy buckets, mostly Keegan Murray, who was just beating the defense down the court, getting open before they could stop him, getting easy layups and dunks. There were 14 lead changes in the first half before the Hawkeyes pulled away on an eight-point run to end the first half, highlighted by two Keegan Murray dunks and a dunk by Philip Rubacha. The Hawkeyes hit 20 of 29 shots in the first half, 69%, despite being just three of eight from behind the three-point line. That's okay. You know, <laughs> the team shot 17 of 21 from inside the arc, so you don't need to hit a lot of threes when you're 17 of 21 shooting two-pointers. Just keep getting the ball inside. And Utah State shot 53% into the half, 6 of 13 from behind the arc. Great bounce back by this Hawkeyes team to dominate the boards in the first half. The Hawkeyes with 15 to just 9 for the Aggies. And the Aggies with just one offensive rebound in the first half, two in the whole game. The Hawkeyes led 51 to 43 at half. Keegan Murray had 25 points on 10 of 13 shooting. He was 1 of 3 from behind the three-point line. So... He was 9 of 9 on field goals inside the three-point line. Just amazing. Overall, you look at this game, the Hawkeyes really played well. And you kind of look at this one as the Murray Brothers game. I mean, those guys led the Hawkeyes in this ball game. Rebounding was going to be a key after being out-rebounded 144 to 85. It's just unbelievable. In the last three games, the Hawkeyes were out-rebounded 144-85. to In this game, the Hawkeyes out-rebounded the Aggies 35-23. to Not a great rebounding team, but still, those guys were going after it. That was good to see. And if you compare this game to the last game for the Hawkeyes, Iowa State had 21 offensive rebounds. Utah State with just two offensive rebounds the whole game. Bram McCaffrey said limiting them to one shot was critical, and they had been practicing, focusing on rebounding leading up to this game. The Hawkeyes had 21 assists in this game, pretty impressive, and 35 field goals. Total of nine players had at least one assist. I mean, talk about guys sharing the basketball. Nine players with at least one assist. You know, they looked like they were having fun out there. They were really playing as a team, unselfish basketball. And overall, the Hawkeyes shot 55% from the field for the game, 31% from three, nine turnovers for the Hawkeyes, 14 turnovers for Utah State. The Hawkeyes' three-quarter press has been impressive for a while now and really producing 
a lot of turnovers. That's been fun to watch. I love watching that press. Well, for Utah State, the guys that I said to watch were Bean. He had some foul trouble, but he still had 17 points, four assists. And then Horvath, the big guy. Holy mackerel. He is a good player. He had 18 points, six rebounds, two assists. He can shoot threes. He was he was cutting to the basket. He was getting dunks, easy layups. Jones, the guard, he had five points and five assists in this game. Like I said, this was a good Utah State team. You could just tell that these guys have a lot of talent, but the Hawkeyes were out there really balling on this Saturday night. Keegan Murray, what can you say about him? In 29 minutes, he was 13 of 17 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, 7 rebounds, 35 points. He just dominated this basketball game. You know, he struggled a little bit the last few games. He also had an ankle injury. He has not quite been himself, and he was ready to go in this game. I'd almost say I haven't seen anything like it, you know, as a Hawkeye fan for a lot of years. And then I remember, wait a minute, Luca Garza did this a few times last year. So it's just incredible watching these talented Hawkeye basketball players. And what a game by Chris Murray off the bench. It seems like he's starting to really come on. And, you know, I was kind of hoping for him to be last year's Keegan. I think the Hawkeyes were too, having him come off the bench. But I think he's further ahead than that. He had 17 points on 6 of 8 shooting. He was 3 of 4 from long range. Four rebounds. He had a block, two steals, two assists. Just 19 minutes of play. Talk about production on that offensive end of the court. And I think he's a little better long range shooter than Keegan. Um, For sure better than Keegan was last year. And uh, he's not afraid to sling it. I mean, when he gets the ball... He does not hesitate. He just knocks it down. He does need to continue to work on his inside moves. He has a nice game, no doubt about it, but he can continue to grow in that area, get a little bit stronger as well. But, man, we, (laughs) Hawkeyes, Hawkeye fans, that Hawkeye team, just so lucky to have these two guys, sons of the great Kenyon Murray from the 90s, who was a fun Hawkeye to watch. and They are just loaded with talent. There's an argument to make about him being a starter, but he's also very valuable off the bench, plays starter-type minutes. He played one more minute than Toussaint and just two minutes less than Bohannon, uh, Patrick McCaffrey, and Robracha. So he, he's getting a lot of time out there. And this one, you know, at the end, nobody was playing minutes other than, than the, the third-team guys and the walk-ons. Well, Patrick McCaffrey... He is a fluid guy out there. Just fun to watch him. Just He's just smooth on the court. He had 12 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals. The breakaway dunk credit. Chris Murray with the steal and the pass. And then Patrick corralling the ball. No dribbles needed, just two big steps from the 6'9 guy <laughs> from the three-point line to the basket for a dunk. Jabo, nice game, 11 points on four of seven shooting. He had a nice drive and bucket too. You know, he's he's kind of got a little bit of little bit of expanded game where he's driving to the hoop every now and then. Two of five from three in this game. And I've been just lobbying for Robracha to get more aggressive out there. He did early on. You know, he had some nice plays. Uh, 
good baskets inside. Then he started kind of hurrying things a little bit, but seven points, four, four rebounds for Abracha. Joe Toussaint, he got the early foul. They called it a, a like an offensive foul. Fran went off. He did not like the call at all. Got the technical, and it was a horrible call. That was not an offensive foul. The kid flopped, and so I don't I don't blame Fran there. Um, but you know, Joe T. He had a couple plays he'd want back, but overall he did pretty well in this game. He had four points, two of two shooting, and two assists. Perkins and Ulysses. Always nice minutes off the bench from those guys. They just could not make buckets in this game. They kind of struggled shooting. But they do a little bit of everything else when they're on the court. Defense, sharing the basketball, getting steals. So that was one heck of a fun game at the Sanford Pentagon. 94-75, to the Hawkeyes with the win. Great to see the Hawkeyes rebounding again, scoring from all over the court, playing defense, pressing, playing Hawkeye basketball. Next up is 4-8, and eight, Southeast Louisiana on Tuesday night at Carver Hawkeye Arena. I'll be watching that on Big Ten Plus. And uh, take a look at that game. Do a little bit of a review on that later in the week, along with the offensive signees for this football class. Well, thanks for listening to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. Let's get win number nine for this Hawkeye men's basketball team this week. And go Hawks!